Tom White will be with here and with us in a moment to do some trading. Pedro, welcome to the show. Uh, let's talk some Alibaba first. A lot of the Chinese stocks have had a really good run, especially the big tech ones. Baba is struggling a little bit today. Uh, earnings seem to be all right just from the top and bottom line. Uh, so what's going on here? Have we just had a big run we're taking some profits on? Yeah, thanks for having me, Oliver. Clearly, I think Alibaba reported quite strong earnings this quarter. Top line revenue increased 30% year over year to 150 billion RMBs. If you look at the annual active uh, consumer number, they reached 757 million annual active consumers. That's up 50 million from last quarter. If we break down a little bit their, their comments in this morning's uh, call, uh, they talked about the Kinea logistic networks growing sales 73% year over year. Cloud computing also quite important metric to look at. Their business was up 60% year over year. Of course, their cloud computing business continues to be a money losing business, but they talked about the fact that they expect uh, the Alibaba cloud business to turn profitable in the second half of their fiscal year so that's the next two quarters one of the things that it's the most important things to note is that they talk a lot about their grocery delivery business online grocery shopping it's growing around the world it's not only a china phenomenon but a global phenomenon they actually recently invested 3.6 billion dollars in sun art the largest hypermarket chain in china to continue to expand the footprint their their supply chain around grocery deliveries pedro will either of those growth engines the move into cloud and tech uh, a la Amazon, the growth of how people are delivering food and ordering food. Will either of them be uh, big enough and uh, uh, fast enough to get back to Alibaba's peak growth levels? I mean, look, 30% right now in this quarter is fantastic, obviously. Compared to its own history, though, it's done 40 you know, plus percent in terms of growth, even just as recently as last year. So uh, what do we think about in terms of trend for top line growth? Yeah, great question. You know, as we look at the next quarter, right around the corner, we have singles day, right? That's Alibaba's big shopping online event, where we're actually expecting to see the company to reach approximately $50 billion in gross merchandise value. If we put that into context, comparing that to Amazon's global prime day, Amazon reached $10 billion. So we're talking about the fact that singles day is going to be five times bigger than Amazon's global uh, prime day. That's a huge number that we need to keep in mind for next quarter. And of course, we talk again about that grocery delivery business. I think that remains in focus, not only for Alibaba, for, but for the e-commerce segment as a whole. Here in the United States, grocery deliveries online represent only 3% of the total grocery shopping. In China, that number is still in the single digit figure. We're seeing grocery delivery shopping to actually becoming that next leg of growth for many e-commerce companies. In China, it's not only an Alibaba story. You have Meituan, Dianping, you have companies like Baisun, 
Pinduoduo, a lot of companies really doing quite good in the e-commerce front. Okay, uh, Pedro, love the comments here on Alibaba and the analysis of the numbers that we've already gotten. Let's look ahead to some that are coming. Uh, I know you cover and you think about Square, as many of us do, within the same kind of breath as e-commerce and online. The company has a lot of businesses, though, that it's continued to expand into not just as uh, payments. Right now, we're at 120, uh, 175 bucks. The high for Square is at 193. It had already been a big winner coming into COVID, and it seems like it's been a huge play throughout the last six months based on some of the COVID-specific dynamics. What does that mean in terms of expectations coming into this report? Yeah, well, look, uh, the FinTech story is quite similar to the e-commerce story in a way that years of offline to online migration are happening just in a matter of months, right? For Square, clearly the company has benefited from that shift towards cashless payments. Of course, if you look at the payment segment more specifically, uh, companies have been impacted a bit disproportionately, right? If you look at in-store payments, that's clearly down on a year-over-year -year basis. So maybe for Square, we're going to be gross merchandise value on in-store payments down on a year-over-year -year basis, but actually picking up on a quarter-over-quarter -quarter basis, we're seeing that in Q3, we started to reopen our economies. Uh, so that's going to benefit that gross merchandise value. Beyond payments, it is clear that companies like Square continue to monetize their, their, their user bases, right? Uh, today, their cash app, if you look at that digital wallet from Square, the leading app here in the United States with 39 million users, continues to monetize that user base, but it's still around $30 average revenue per usage, that ARPU metric. So we're going to be looking at that ARPU metric to see how the company continues to, to monetize their user base. If we compare that to consumer banks here in the United States, that's still 10 times lower. So consumer banks are monetizing their user base at around $300, $500 per average revenue per user. So clearly, Square and Cash Hub have a long way to go in terms of user monetization.